This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real-life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real-life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us, and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode of Welcome Home, it's Father's Day, and we've got two very special guests on today's episode, our dads. They'll share their advice, memories, and a bunch of other things you didn't know you needed to know. Plus, what Big Dave and Pop-Up G think about the virtue of privacy, the worst Quaker ever, what to eat in Paris, and why Costco remains the gold standard in pretty much everything. It's the man episode in honor of Father's Day. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Gerston. We're going to be welcoming home twice because we're not going to lie. This was not our most professional episode. It's going to be kind of a mixy, matchy. It's one of those like when you listen to a radio show and they do prank calls. We basically prank called both of our dads. Well, we dealt with two 70-something-year-olds who don't use Zoom frequently. So, you know, you get what you get. Yeah, but it's we've been wanting to do this episode for like years to put our dads on. And I think they they slightly shined, but also we jumped up. Like my dad didn't know he was coming on. Your dad oh, your didn't really dad. know. Yeah, your dad got so, ambushed. I told my dad last night he was going to be on the podcast and he went he, with it. So my dad's never heard job. our podcast. Um, So he was a good sport. And Graham's dad was a super good sport because he didn't even know he was going to be on it. Um, yeah. But we won't talk too much. We'll just jump on into the interview. But just a little background. Graham and I have talked about our dads before. They're great. They're a little kooky and we love them. And they genuinely love each other. And they're pretty similar. Yeah. Well, and they love us, which is the most important. And so we thought, you know what? In honor of Father's Day, let's hear a different perspective from the from the ones that raised us. So we hope so you enjoy. Further ado. Let's see if he's around. Oh. Where is this crazy man? David. Hi, this is David Frankel. Oh, wait, that's not David Frankel, though. Your mom does your dad's voicemail? Yeah, it's like he has a secretary. Hi, this is David Frankel's line. Like, is this if he's like somewhere really fancy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're recording. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And we might have our biggest and most special guest we've ever had on the show today. It's the Father's Day episode, and we have a special guest all the way from Bonita Springs, Florida. Welcome oh my to gosh. the North, Dad. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Gladding. It's so exciting to oh, have no, you he on wanted, show. He wanted to use a synonym. Oh, or a, no, I guess a pseudonym, Kirsten. A pseudonym. <laughs> He wanted to use him because my mom told my best dad story this morning because pop up said this. Okay, well, let's give some background here. Boots has been saying since the very beginning of this podcast, you guys have comedy gold between your dads. Why have we you did. not had your dads on the air yet? And 
My dad doesn't know why he's funny. You don't know. No. 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 I oh, didn't. you are one of the funniest men. And the, okay, so wait, let's back <laughs> wait, up. Wait, 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 Graham. But so my mom said, "Oh, well, let's tell your fa our favorite pop-up story where he took you car shopping, and the nice car salesman said, so." Welcome to our dealership. What's your name? And my dad said, that's none of your business. So <laughs> Wait, can I interject? Because I have questions. What is it? So Dr. Gladding, you're pretty much like my dad. One thing I've realized, like you guys have a lot in common and I really do. By the feel way, like Dr. Gladding is a pseudonym. Right. I feel like you should be best friends. Why do you guys have such issues with like giving up your information? That's my first question. What, what, we have an issue with it? Yes. Yeah, like what? like my dad is very like, scared like of the cloud. He's told yeah, like the story that, I just that told. supposedly happened. <laughs> well, it's none of their business. Why would you give them your name? <laughs> well, like, you know, so when they, when they when they get your, they say, "Would you like to take a test drive?" And they take your driver's license because they, oh, we have to make a copy of that. Because you're taking their car, Dad. Do you, know, no, do you know what they're doing? They're checking your credit rating. Oh, you think you're taking her car and you wait, are wait, hold Kirsten, let me drill down. Like I'm the interviewer here. Um, why who told you they're checking your credit rating? Like immediately they go and like take it to a back room and start checking yes. your credit rating. Yes, they take a copy of it and with because they have the information they can check your credit rating. Okay, so this is this goes under our life skills thing. So Kirsten, like what this about is the thing. like I feel like you also feel that way about like giving your name for like a table at a restaurant. Like I feel like you give pseudonyms a lot for that. <laughs> well, I always you... give them my name for that, but then uh... I use a I use a I use a pseudonym for that. Wait, you have a pseudonym for the restaurants? Sure. What do they need to know your name for? Why can't they know your name, Dad? Like, why make that an issue? It's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> there's something like there's something generational with privacy here. So like it's like my dad in the cloud. He's very scared of the cloud. He doesn't do anything like where anything could be shared. And my dad's nodding. You agree about the cloud? Yeah. What about email, Dad? Flash and pan? No, it's not flash and pan. But I'll tell you what. It, it scares the. I am. I have a an encrypted email. Of course. Yeah. No, that's good. Though. Okay. But what about what about Google? Have we finally left Ask Jeeves? Because you were the most loyal customer to Ask Jeeves. <laughs> you loved Ask Jeeves. <laughs> well, that was like, I called my parents the other day and my mom was taking like a class somewhere on Long Island, like not too far away. And I said, well, like, guys, do you have a few minutes to talk? And she's like, no, your dad's outside. He's plugging in the Garmin, you know, like into our cigarette lighter. And so he could like pre-program how to get to, you know, this place, like not too far from our house. And so they're definitely still toting around their Garmin that plugs yeah. into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, that's no, it's, what... it's unfortunate. No, I use Google. For you do? That. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I also have a Garmin, and it, it's uh, sad that I can't use it anymore. It was very good. Why can't you use it? <laughs> well, I have Google. It's better. Oh, that's, that's but, impressive. Oh, wait, next question. So will you throw it away, or do you feel like you need to hold on to it? Actually, like, I, still, I still have it, yeah. I had a sense you might. Um, just, be, just because you're wondering, like, maybe one day, like, the Google will shut down, and you'll need to have it just in case. Absolutely. And I like the way you refer to it as the Google. <laughs> well, I was just quoting my dad there. <laughs> well, that's what I call it. I'm, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make guys... our guests feel comfortable. I'm trying to use colloquialisms. <laughs> in case you guys couldn't guess, our dads very much get along. Okay. So one more thing, because it's top of mind. I'm having, I got some really good business advice from our dad last night. Can we tell that story, dad? We're still kind of in a fight. <laughs> 
<laughs> the last thing. Well, you're we, mad. we went to bed last night. You were very mad at me, and I we was, said we were. I, I was, wasn't mad at I you. Was, I was. Say, yes, you did. You said I raised a bunch of wussies. Well, oh, that's true. A bunch of wussies. All, I couldn't believe it. All I want to do stand is stand up for yourself. Okay, so I have a professor who I'm having like a little bit of an issue with and it's very boring. It's like about like getting my internship hours. It's just like this whole thing. And I said, you know, but I, but this is still my professor, right? So you have to walk this line. Like if it were a boss or something, right, Graham, Mm -hmm. you've got to like advocate for yourself. But then also like this person is going to be there evaluating you, you know, this is like a professional relationship that you're going to maintain. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how does my dad tell me to handle this? I can only imagine. Hit it. You like to share the advice you gave? No, that's, that's, you miss you. I misunderstood. You have to go down there and assert yourself. I, I, I assert yourself. What did you say? You said I'm gonna bash your head in with a club. I'm gonna bash your head in with a club if you don't get me my hours. <laughs> I, and then when like, I said, Dad, I don't think I should do that because I have to be with these people for the next semester. You said, "Stand up for yourself." You're no, a wuss. that's when you said I raised a bunch of wussies. It's compromise, compromise, compromise. Oh my gosh, that's a good piece of information, though. I get what he's trying to say. He's you trying do. to protect you. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I know, but you really think walking into your professor and say, I'm going to bash your head in with a club is right when I said with a club? I just meant to bash his head in. What were you, you know? picturing me bashing it in with? You didn't You didn't whatever. say club. Maybe just a chair, whatever, Sandy. Yeah, whatever. Whatever Sandy. blunt object is. No, close. he gets, um, it's, it's, it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a metaphor for talking tough. Like, what is it? That's carry right. a big stick? Walk <laughs> softly and carry a big stick? Absolutely. If you don't believe, you can't negotiate if you don't negotiate. Everybody always said, that's violence. That's horrible. Violence never solved anything. That's a lie. <laughs> violence, violence does solve stuff? Thing that ever solves anything. I'm so glad oh. you said that, Dad. Now's a great time to bring up what religion are you again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a Quaker, <laughs> which I love <laughs> every They're time. Known for their pacifism. <laughs> That's actually really interesting. People think I'll get violent. That's the key. Ah, You'll leave them guessing just like on your name. Well, so wait, Dr. Gladding, what do you think is the most important piece of advice that you ever gave to Kirsten? Like as raising, you've raised two daughters. What do you think is something that maybe you want her to take away from all your years of parenting? Well, I I think the easiest one, I don't know if I said it this way to this one. I did say it to the other one, and that is that, if that just ask yourself, would Daddy like me doing this? <laughs> <laughs> would Daddy like me doing this? That's a great question. You know, <laughs> I could use that like my entire life. That's a quite applicable. Like <laughs> I've never, I've never heard you say that before. But that's no, genius. that wasn't advice for me. That is that's a great quote for the other one. For and the other I did one. get say it to you, but not quite in those words. Oh, okay. okay. That is amazing advice. I want the wreck. She's not. Yeah. If you give her latitude left or she's right, not she's not a compromiser <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, well, um, I'm trying to think what else. I'm still trying to get my dad on the phone. I'm thinking he's maybe at Costco or something. Yeah. Um, Costco, he's my man. <laughs> he goes every day, like literally every day. I bet you, Graham. Well, what's the best piece of advice your dad ever gave you, Graham? Um, let's see. Um, it's probably one of those like, don't take no for an answer. I would say, like, he's uh, very, that's... he's very pushy and forceful, and he's like, there's constantly like a workaround, um, and just keep keep pushing ahead. I would say. 
That's good advice. That's good advice. No, it's realistic advice because that's the point. You said like, I said bash his head. Okay, well, maybe, yeah, you should go in there and bash his head. But if you don't tell the stupid fool that you want something, (laughs) how's it supposed to know? It's just the softness of your delivery that's so charming. Yeah. But like, when do you, how do you, that's what I'm saying. Like you might get away with that. Do you think we get away with that as much? Yes. I think think you can easily get away with that as much. In fact, this one's mother. I'm doing cool. She's a toughie. She's a toughie too. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So both your parents are um, a little pushy. I know, which is why I have to be so polite. It's called (laughs) overcompensating. It's like psychology 101, dad. Psychology 101. Um, Have you heard the story, Dr. Gladding, of my dad getting kicked out of Peter Luger's? Have we told you that one? Oh, out of where? Out no. of Peter Luger's. No, yeah. let me hear this. Oh, this one. He got it. This so it's, so I think you'll appreciate this. So he and my mom were dining. It was They were dining for lunch. There's actually a Peter Luger's at my near my house. There's two locations, not the one in Brooklyn, the one in Great Neck. So he was at Peter Luger's with my mom and they had a lunch. I don't know, but they split a lunch, you know, because heaven forbid, like both of them, like order their own lunch item at Peter Luger's. It wasn't even a big deal. Anyway, the bill comes and my dad gets, um, a charge for like a share plate, you know, like some sort of like $10 upcharge for sharing a plate. And he goes into such a rage over the share plate charge that it gets, and they won't take it off the bill. They refuse that basically they had to call the police (laughs) to come in. (laughs) And yeah. And he basically got kicked out of Peter Luger's. He is lifetime banned. Really? Yeah. yeah, they took away his Luger's what card. But what do you think about that, about a share plate charge, like for a, a longstanding customer? Do you think that that's kind of a rude thing to do from for a restaurant? I think that's very foolish on their part. They lost a the customer. Mm-mm, yeah, but we just love it so much. I feel like we're still going to go back. That's the thing. Like my but dad's your not dad gonna can't t- go back, so he won't take other people there to go back. And that's I, true. They lost, they lost on that one, and it, it and it's it is ridiculous. A shared plate it doesn't cost them anything. And it's a service or a thing that makes you want to give them a gratuity or make them want to be, you know, go back and go there again. If I'm not, if I like that. I'm sorry. I agree with your dad. You want to charge me $7 to cut a piece of wedding cake and serve it? $7? That makes me mad too. Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like a corkage fee at a restaurant? Well, I think it's, well. Same thing. I think it's ridiculous. I know. Like maybe if, if you don't have a liquor license, just let them bring whatever they want, but don't charge someone to open a bottle of wine. No, I mean, if you're trying to, if you tell me in advance going in that mm-hmm. you're so snotty that you're going to charge me to open my wine and I go there, then I should pay it and shut up. But if not... <laughs> I don't understand that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally get it. That makes good sense. Um, okay. Well, we were talking about best advice. I will say what you did for me, Dad, is you are a great example of really hard work. You're mm-hmm. a great example of discipline. Remember that year you like only ate cabbage? Yeah. I told someone you were dying. <laughs> you well, know? but here, I have a lot. No, in honor of Father's Day, we're going to say some nice things. You know, I know I was. My- he is the most disciplined human being you've ever met. Like, well, and also I think you raised like my finest friend in the entire uh, wide world. So whatever you did, you raised someone who like is like my other, the extension of me. So that, (laughs) so I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Because she's got a great Uh, person. So did, obviously, so did your father. I I Clearly. Well, that's why you guys should hang out more. I could ever find him. 
Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I, I I like your dad. I don't know why. I haven't seen you in a long time, and you're. I'm shocked at how much you and Kirsten look like you did when you're back in school. Ah, uh, well, we, we spend a lot of money. We spend a lot of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pop pop. Um, what what um, we're we need some helpful tips for our listeners. So, what advice would you give to most of our listeners are female? for what advice would you give to moms as to how to like support their husbands as dads like what is it that like i don't even realize i'm doing that's like not helping boots or that i could do that is helping boots like what is it the mom did that you're like you know what that was a great thing so that i could be a better dad hmm I don't think I can come up with an answer to that. It's a hard question. It's extremely hard. I think you, I've watched you and Boots interact, and I would say you're incredibly supportive. Yes! I I would say your mother, eh, not so good. I mean, like, it's like... She's okay. No, no, she was pretty good. But, you know, like, it was like, hey, I'm going to raise... Scale of one to ten. How's good as mom? Because Mother's Day's over. Forget about her. Damn right. We have a sponsor we want to tell you about. Egyptian cotton t-shirts. So what are these t-shirts? Guys, they're not your typical t-shirt. They're 100% authentic Egyptian cotton. Have you ever even heard of that, Kirsten? No, 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 no. Here's the deal. Of course we've heard of it. Egyptian cotton. It's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. Egyptian cotton. We hear it all the time. But But not in clothes. Uh-uh. Well, no, no, no. That's a lie. Only 1% of the world's entire, um, the world, the entire world's cotton is actually Egyptian cotton. So like you hear this, this term being tossed around willy nilly. You've been living a lie. There's only, I mean, this is a very rare commodity. Um, so these actually come from Egypt. Uh, they are 100% organic Egyptian cotton, non-toxic, low-impact dyes. They are made ethically in the actual Cairo, Egypt, and shipped to the U.S. for free um, with a $150 plus order. Yes, darling pants and t-shirts. I would definitely say like I order size small. They were definitely like loose on me. These are your comfy around the house. Like you can sleep in these pants, like super just like loungewear. I would definitely say super loungewear, but they make shirts and pants. Um, Everything's pre-shrunk, which is really neat. Um, Lovely solid colors and incredibly comfortable. They um, have really nice deep pockets. The pants do. There's no I will tag. say these are, these are your Zoom pants, people. Like these are what you wear when your business on top, casual on the bottom for the pants. Because mm-hmm. I've just realized I don't like sitting on a Zoom call in jeans. Like it's uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? Like and I, I definitely- I'm ready to like put on, I, I know I said it before, I'm ready to like put on real clothes to go to work. But like, man, if I'm not, I want to be comfortable. Absolutely. Yes. Well, so they sell short sleeve crew necks, short sleeve V necks, women's. They sell uh, men's sizes. Uh, so there you go. Give them a try. And also, here's the other thing that is special about this company fair trade. Which is delightful and very important. All right. You can experience exceptional comfort every day from the world's best cotton. You'll get 20% off your purchase if you use the coupon code Welcome Home, all one word. Try it in caps lock. We're pretty sure that'll work the best. So Welcome Home, all one word, caps lock. And you go, this is a little long, but stick with me. You go to Egyptian Cotton T-shirts.com. So that's Egyptian. So that's E-G-Y-P-T-I. 
<laughs> Egyptian and then cotton and then the letter, the letter T. T. And then the, then the word shirts.com. So the um, actual letter T shirts, no hyphen, no anything like that.com. Mm-hmm. So Egyptian cotton t shirts.com. Um, and use the code welcome home and you'll get 20% off your order. And we hope you enjoy it. It's also a really good gift for like your mom or your dad, I feel like. Very well, comfy. Well, what I like too is if you give it to uh, to someone as a gift, like I am reading about the supporting people, like they have hot, the workers receive a hot lunch each day. They have access to a medical clinic, medical clinic, safe working conditions, paid fair wages. The factory provides daycare education and part-time job for workers' children. So special company, um, go ahead and support them and use our coupon code. Thank you. Egyptian cotton t-shirts. I know. We'll let my dad go in just a second. So I'm a good mom. Mom was only okay. Um, what about gifts, Dad? Gifts? Yeah. Like you're, how old are you again? 74? <laughs> okay. So what is like, what is a, what do our listeners get for their dads? Depends, you know, the standard thing. If they play golf with some kind of golf, you know, do that. That's so boring. Don't well, you know, well, that's, boring? What, that's at this age, that's what we expect. Boring. Do you want me to get you another wallet made out of duct tape? Uh, like no. if, I, if I were to start fashioning things out of duct tape, I for your sailing duct tape wallet. Dad, that was it. the height of fashion. I still have it. What are you talking about? The height of fashion? I still have it. Why? <laughs> Why not? It's a cool wallet. No, it's not. So cool. you made your own wallet out of duct tape. Maybe describe that for people, since this is a an audio show. <laughs> it's it's a cool wallet. So you're a nautical a nautical guy, and you you fashioned pouches, a, the whole bit. It's very. It's you a, fashioned it yourself out of duct tape. No, somebody made it for me. Oh. You're, like you're maybe like a cool. like a first grader or a second grader at like a <laughs> at a commerce day at elementary school. Probably, <laughs> That's one of those good products to sell at um probably a, probably a little more sophisticated than that. So what about what about when you insist on chaining your wallet to your belt because you were worried about pickpocketers? Yeah. At, have, at the country club? I have two of them. <laughs> oh, I remember when you had your wallet on a chain. That was an interesting move. Yeah, but like were there a lot of pickpocketers at the country club? We no, but I did I started that in Spain where there are a lot of pickpocketers. And when they see that chain, they figure they know. you know what they know. They're they're <laughs> they know they're dealing with a guy who'll bash your head in with a club. Right. Not a club. You never said a club. It's a metaphor, Graham. It's a metaphor. No, that wasn't true. That was real in Spain. I had a, a bashing umbrella. Uh, okay, so you said dads want boring. If they play golf, they want golf things and it's boring. No, so what? What about like an experience? Like, what about you know? What you a want... massage? No, <laughs> did you add? You want a massage? No, that seems I get weird. my own massage. Okay, what about like a gift? Should we get to a dinner? Mm. That's why you don't get them gifts. Okay, what about an aura frame? Aura oh, frame. we talk about this all the time, Dad. Will you tell them you like the frame that we got you? The picture oh, frame, what? the one that changes pictures. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We like that a lot. See, told oh, you guys. There- Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great present. Well, you can, and the, what we really like about it is you update the pictures all the time. I told you guys, we're telling you the truth here. It's kind of cool. And I turn it on at seven in the morning and I turn it off at 10 at night. Mm-hmm. It does it automatically, of mm-hmm. course, you know. And I, <clears throat> being the tech, the technophobe that I am, spent a great deal of time learning to do that. Yep. There you go. There that's you go. amazing. Oh, that's a delightful present. That's a free ad we just did for them because we're, they're not even sponsored for this one. Okay. Um, what, what, do you, what about being a grandpa? What's it like to see your child oh. parent? Uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's oh, really? A- Wait, we're, we're diving in now. Why is it tough? 
Well, you know, you, you, you've been through it and you, you're, you kind of think you know how to do it. So therefore, if your child doesn't do it the, the way you might want them to do it, you kind of <laughs> say, well, I, I should keep my mouth shut is what you say. And that's not easy for you. I understand that. I feel like I will fall into the same trap because I have a lot of opinions on things. So keeping your mouth shut while watching your own children make mistakes Right. With raising yeah. your problem. They may not be mistakes. That's the key. That's why you keep your mouth shut. They could be. Oh, that's very magnanimous of you. I would consider anything not my way to be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nothing wrong with that. But but I, I mean, I, I watch I watch Kirsten uh, much more than the other one because Kirsten has grown. You know, her kids have gotten pretty big now. Mm-hmm. And it, it is different than, you know, I would have done, you know, I just reached over and smack that little monster. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a great story, dad. Okay. So- <laughs> oh, see, my dad was, my dad was actually, he never, he was not the dictatorian. Like he was never the one who, he was very, he's like a super pushover, especially for me, very easygoing, mm. but he was a pincher. And like, if he ever got mad, you would get the back of your arm pinched. And it was the greatest form of corporal punishment ever because no one could see it coming. And it was so painful, <laughs> like well, lasted forever. Well, you, can, you can't do corporal punishment anymore. She you know what Boots does? Push-ups. Boots go straight army. He's like 20, dropping every 20. So our kids have to do push-ups when they're no, talking. I, about I, I never hit anybody. I don't think so. No, we know. I but, never, never but, ever did that. But I was, I did like the envelope theory. What's the envelope theory? You know, I defined the authoritarian envelope boundaries. If uh-huh. you went out of that boundary, you got punished big time. If you're in the boundary, you could do just about anything you wanted. Well, we were talking about whether or not I ever got grounded or got in trouble. And one of the things that came up was like, I don't really remember ever getting grounded, but I did this really stupid thing when I was in high school where we had our yard was like cinder blocked off. You know, that's how the yards are in Phoenix. So there's like the main part of our yard, but it was actually like a decent sized property. So behind the cinder blocks was like um, still like land we owned, but it was like not in like you didn't see it. So I and my parents said, if you have a party, because there was curfew, they're like, you can have like a lock in at your house, at our house, and we'll stay in our room and won't bother you. And you can have a lock in, but everyone has to be here by like 11, which was curfew, like statewide curfew, and then they can leave at 5am. And my mom went out and bought like pizza and chips and sodas. And I just figured, well, if they're going to stay in their room and promise not to come out. Then they'll never notice what goes on behind the wall. So I threw a rager at my house. Like, Wait, after- what? Why your parents are there? They told me they wouldn't leave their room. So I'm like, this is going to be fine. Like, this is how you know the full frontal lobe wasn't developed. I'm like, they'll never know behind the wall there's like 40 high schoolers drinking beer. And my parent, my dad just said, I'm very disappointed in you. I expected better. Isn't that the worst? It's I like don't the even know worst. if I got grounded and I'm still like, oh, that was disappointed. I, oh, I know. And you know what? That's the night I met my husband. Oh, yeah. yeah. He showed up in a limo and he like. Classy. Classy yeah, guy. Cla- cla- it, well, I mean, it was the Christmas dance. He showed up in a limo and he had like a case of beer under his hand. And I just put my hand on my on his chest and I said, I don't know who you are. I'm having the worst night of my life. Get back in this limo and leave. And that's the first thing I ever said to my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Then I invited the boy he was with in the house. (laughs) I'm like, but I know you. You can come in. You're really cute. (laughs) Who was it that, were you the one with the shotgun? 
The shotgun. On the date, or was that Liz? That was Liz. Poor Liz. I guess so. I don't have a shotgun. Why did Liz have a shotgun? She didn't. My brother was visiting me, and we were looking at a specific shotgun, not realizing your mother had gone out, and somebody came to pick up one of the girls for a date, and the poor boy. That was not me. You literally had a shotgun upon arrival. That's a good story. Oh, I think the funniest one was when Kirsten goes on her first major date. Donna was not there. Your mother was not there. And you came out in a, in a dress that was ridiculously short and fishnet stockings. Oh, that's a really I, good story, I, Brucey. I have no recollection of this. Right. Brucey, and I, don't interrupt. I called your mother and said, she's not going out in that outfit. I'm not going to allow it. And your mother chewed me out and said, she's perfectly fine. I checked it out before. She can go. And I was really annoyed at you and, and your mother. And the door, <laughs> there's a knock at the door. And I go to the door to tell this kid to get lost. And I open the door and here's this 14-year-old pimply-faced kid with an Armani suit that was three sizes too big on him. And it, I just broke out laughing so hard. And I looked at Kirsten. I looked at the kid. I looked at Kirsten. I said, you're in trouble, kid. And walked off. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's a great story. Oh, you, Kirsten. <laughs> I didn't know. I, didn't I think, know. you know, Dr. Gladding, I feel like she tried that outfit a couple times at college, too. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's a true story. All right, Dad, any other pieces of wisdom you need to share with our listeners? I need to share. Uh, don't, uh, wet ducks don't fly at night. That's there you oh. go. That's what ducks don't fly at night. Okay. Very, very important. Is that a that's real like thing? my dad's. If he were here, he'd say, keep your powder dry. Yeah. Wait, what is that a real saying? Or were you just saying something crazy? It's like, keep your powder dry. What White is, ducks don't fly at night, you know? No, I don't have a clue like how to apply that metaphor. That like, is... <laughs> what does that mean? What, is it, what does Quint, that mean? Quintessential, quintessential philosophic phrase that you have to interpret. It's like, meditate as a Buddhist forever until you get to nirvana. When you figure out what that means, life is perfect for you. Yeah. Oh, that is that the perfect note to leave zero on. Zero sense, Dad. But no, I it makes a ton of sense. See, I get it. It means a lot to me, actually, Kirsten. Uh, um, maybe you should have been my dad. Um, <laughs> Graham, they're kind of interchangeable. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm so you, bummed. You, we'll get we'll get David are, on the show. You two are remarkably interchangeable. I think it's hysterical. I know. <laughs> Dad, before you leave, who's your favorite daughter? <laughs> <laughs> You were very good about even. Same, same. Susan. Oh. You never met Susan. She's the favorite daughter. Oh, my God. You would always say, you're the favorite oldest. Lizzie's yep. the favorite youngest. Yep. All right, Dad. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Welcome Home. I'm sorry not be there, not there to visit. What do you, you think guys? of my closet studio, Dad? Huh? What do you oh, think? It's a wonderful studio. And if I can just stand up. Okay. Can you help? Oh. All right. Okay. Love you, Dad. Thanks that's, for coming. That's to... how I get into my area, right? Yeah, either door. Okay. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Pop Pop. Th Bye. Thank you for having me, Grandma. I appreciate it. It's good <laughs> to see you again, honestly. Good. You guys so need good. to come. It's not a long trip. Come down and see us in Florida. Oh, I'd love to do that if we have an open. Well, you are. Oh my God, she's more than welcome. Tell her, will you? You're more than welcome, Graham. Oh my God. Oh, welcome. Okay. Well, welcome. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for that guest star. Back to our regulars. Oh, Kirsten, you get an A-plus on that one. Just getting to chit-chat with your dad for a while was the most wonderful thing ever.
Okay, so now let's get down to business. So uh, I think we're about we're... done. I think we're going to wrap it up. No. <laughs> Are you serious? That was the perfect show. We got to chit chat with your dad for like 30 minutes. We're not going to. Okay. All right. That Really? That's a show? People want that? Oh, I think it was delightful. I think it gave them everything they needed. Are you sure? That's very yeah. short. No, it was delightful. It was actually quite perfect. It was really, okay. truly perfect. Well, um, let me ask you a question before we leave then. Do you have okay. any plans for Father's Day? Um, something boring, probably. I mean, after all that, your sweet dad, it's probably like something I probably need to do something special for my dad this year. He's had a, he's had a big year. Um, but I wish I could just get him on the phone. I just don't know how to do it. I'm very disappointed. How do we, that was amazing. How do we get, um, I think we, uh, well, I just want to say that we have a little problem in our family. And if anyone, if any of our listeners have dealt with this, I would love to know. My kids go to summer camp over Father's Day. And I feel really guilty because Boots does do a very nice job of like, you know, taking me to brunch or whatever. The kids are sweet to me on Mother's Day and it's a special treat. And I feel very bad. Oh, I got this one in the bag. Alternate Father's Day. Like you pick a day. Yeah, you got this. You surprise got this, Father's Day. Yeah, surprise Father's Day. Day everyone's home. You pick a sun, a, another Sunday that the kids are here and you just double down and that's Father's Day. You okay, one other thing. Do you ever feel like, what do you think our level of obligation is to, to our husbands on Father's Day? Oh, I think it's big because I've just turned, I've turned the tables on Mother's Day and I've realized like I'm done with lame Mother's Day. I want all the things that I want done. Okay, like, so you I, can't say like, you're not my dad. I'm not getting anything. Oh, you mean what to your, oh, to your husband? Mm, I think it's your job to steer the ship a little bit um, with the kids, like making sure that everyone does all the stuff that they, that the, that the dads want done, which is really not a lot because let's think about it. Like the dads don't have as many chores or things like that. So it's really just kind of being nice to them for the day. (laughs) I mean, I think it's much easier. But mine is our little things, you know, things that I've been loading up that I want done around the house that I can make them do. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, I saw your video. It was all yeah, uh, like organ, but like organize your, you know, yeah, we cleaned the bedroom. We went through the bathroom. window clothes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they can't say no a day where they can't say no. It's a yes day for us. It is a, it's a yes day for us. That's amazing. It's wonderful. And you need to take full advantage of Mother's Day and not lose a second of it. But I guess you have to be prepared if I guess if your husband wants to go golf all day or do whatever they want to do just to say, sayonara, it's your day. You can do whatever. Yeah. What's your opinion on like taking the day off on a Mother's Day or Father's Day? What? Just letting your spouse go wherever they want to go. A lot of people, I I think, want that. Well, we have a mutual friend, Graham, who um, for her birthday, she just leaves. Like, that's what she does. She goes to a hotel and goes to a hotel room and she gets room service and she just has her 24 hours of her. I think a lot of women want that. I really do. I mean, there were times when I wanted that really badly. Like I dreamed, I remember dreaming when they were, the kids were so little mm-hmm. of checking. It didn't even have to be fancy of checking into a holiday and express, like just a random, like I wanted a room where like a, almost like a sanitarium where the rooms, the walls were painted white. There was just a bed and a TV and I would just bring magazines and no one would talk to me. And that was it. I'd get 24 hours of that. That was my dream. So I wonder what the dad equivalent of that is. Maybe it is for a lot of dads golf. So basically my dad's only advice for presents was if they golf, get them golf doodads. Yeah. So men don't even know what men want. That's what we've learned. You know what? They don't even know what they want. It's nice to have that on tape now. So when I get my dad terrible things, like I got him a waterproof bag, like a duffel bag. I feel like he'd like that. Yeah. Well, I thought so too, because he likes to sail. That's amazing. 
Yeah. So I thought, you know, that would be good. So yeah, I think it's just being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Men are weird about presents. Um, okay. All right. Well, you sound like you are ready to say goodbye to me. I loved this was the greatest episode ever. I'm going to see if I can get my dad on the horn. Okay. If you do, we'll meet up again and we'll, and we'll do that. That would be great. Okay. Okay. So listeners, this might be it for us, but stay tuned. Welcome home. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like just to answer a couple guys, we have a very, a very special, special guest. Thank you anyway, but a little bit later today, you can give me a call. No, no, it's just five minutes. Just quick things, dad. Just stop. Stop being so obtuse. Like Dr. Gladden gave us a few minutes. You don't need time. to shower for a podcast. No, Graham, hold on. You call me just when you have spare time and you're driving your car and it's blank time for you. Call me back because I hear it recording downstairs just call me back in about a minute okay i'm gonna call you back in a minute but don't go anywhere like don't start making calls to the hospital then i won't be able to hear you here you talk kirsten hi can you hear me hey hi dad how you doing um same as when i just spoke to you about a minute ago okay well we're just going to ask you a few david you're live on the welcome home podcast the only problem is is that you can't well i'm right here here she can totally hear you but you can't hear her unless you go to your computer and hey clump 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 come down the stairs of the pole house (laughs) she's laughing that's a reference she should be laughing she made enough noise like an elephant coming down with her clump clump shoes <laughs> um the best is dad if you could possibly go down and just click on a link that we sent you in your email um no we could... no, no no okay no, i don't have time just oh. ask me whatever you need to ask me sweetie okay great what's the um best piece of advice you ever gave me so for example dr gladding oh, that's e- that's okay. easy that's okay. the easiest thing in the world okay. what's the most precious gift you can ever give anybody in your life what means what is the most important of anything that can be given away? Your time. Right. There you go. So, so what's the next question? Wait, that was the best advice you ever gave me is to give others my time. Do you think that's it? So yeah, for example, there's I'll, I'll more fulfilling in life than giving of your time. There's nothing more. There's other issues, which are, I gave you standards and values. Those are the other two most important things. But the most important, you asked me, thing that you learned mm-hmm. and what you were taught was of giving of your time. It is the most precious thing that you have. Okay. Well, that's a good one. So Dr. Gladding's answer was, would daddy approve of this, of my doing this? 
<laughs> that was his would daddy approve of like for, for Kirsten growing up like what would what would daddy think of what I'm about to do <laughs> that was that's his not it that's not relative that's not important that's not that's <laughs> not that's nothing to do with giving of your time nobody else has to approve of it but you do it okay from, well it's nothing to do with anybody else approving anything okay well uh -oh. dr gladding like also thinks that kirsten's not tough enough and that she should be a little bolder and go around telling people that she's going to bash their head in with a club if they don't do what she wants like he's basically saying children today are too weak um I'm sorry, you had questions for me just ask me the questions i'll be glad to answer those <laughs> okay um kirsten would you have a question you would like to ask yes, i want to know what um what is his best father's day memory Oh, what's your best Father's Day memory ever? Do you have a good Father's Day memory? This is a Father's Day episode, Dad. I'm trying to think, well, relative to my two fathers or relative to my having a Father's Day. Mm, how about let's go one, we'll go halvesies. One from your childhood, maybe, or a special memory of you with your dad. And then you can do a special memory of you with your children. How about that? That's a, Those are great questions. And then we'll let you go. Well, you don't have to let me go, but the okay. point is, with regard to my father's, I don't have any memory of any celebration that stands out for Father's Day, period. Um, but with regard to my children, um, I think the fact that my children cared enough, once again, it gets back to giving of their time. They cared enough to be around me and to uh, partake and to say, this is your day and we want to make it special for you, they were willing, both of my children, to give of their time. And they did that for all the Father's Days that I was around them. That's very nice. Okay, that's a good memory. Do you have I'd a special- like, I'd like to know what David's most proud of. In Graham, the nothing, you, you, you put too much weight on tangible things. Tangibles okay. are not of great importance. Okay, what's your, wait, what's your question, Kirsten? What he's most proud of know, in life? Yeah, what, what he's most proud of is being a father. What's his Oh, what are you most proud of of being, as be, of being a father, Dad? What makes you most proud of as being a father? Having been blessed with two healthy children. <laughs> You're really clamming up. Well, Graham, 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 these are, these are not hard questions. These are very easy to answer. <laughs> well, give him something harder, Graham. All right, let me give you something harder. Okay, what's what, the thing what you think that you have, I'm messing well, up as a daughter? Like, what's one thing you think I could be better at? What does that have to do with Father's Day? Well, I'm just... <laughs> is, that gift, is that a gift idea? Well, no, these are... We're, we're asking our dads their unvarnished opinion on parenting. Like, you're sage, you're in your 70s, you have wisdom to pass down. You've raised me to the ripe old age of in my 40s. What do you think that you wish that I would do a little better at? For example, we also asked Dr. Gladding, like, I, I know the I know the question. Okay. Um, I would less frequently use the word like. <laughs> I think I say like too much. I don't really see I that. I know you do. I know you do. I think that's Kirsten. Um, <laughs> it's nothing to do with Kirsten. When's the last time I've spoken to Kirsten? I don't know. Um, October. Oh, speak. you just asked me a question. I gave you the answer. Okay, okay. I well, want to know. You, can you, you, you asked Graham? me. I mean, I can come up with a zillion things about you, Graham, but you asked me one thing that I would want to see you improve yourself and 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 move forward with is less frequently use the word like. Well, that's great. Okay, I'll take okay, that away. I'll I have take, a question. That's a good I have a question for David. Kirsten has a question. You don't have to. It's just an opinion. Since we okay. talk a lot about like everybody has one. 
about homemaking. Can you, can David share his Costco advice? His best oh, dad, um, Kirsten wants you to share your Costco advice for our listeners. What does she want? You share your Costco advice. We talk a lot about your trips to Costco. You can, you just give like a synopsis of why that store is as magical as it is and any advice you might have for shopping there. Absolutely. <laughs> it is 110% consumer centric. Okay. Can you unpack that a little bit? Doesn't that answer everything right there? Is it no. the size? How can you improve? How can you improve on that experience if it's one hundred and ten percent consumer centric? I mean, do you think that the products are a little too large? See, I actually have a problem with Costco because I come home sometimes and I well, think you, you asked me. I'm sorry. What was the question you asked? Just some some wonderful qualities of Costco, your beloved store that you're probably going to every yeah, you day. You asked for po- you asked for positive. You didn't ask for negatives. <laughs> um, okay, what are the negatives of Costco? Be specific, Graham. Um, they don't always repeat the product that you become attached to and it goes out of favor. Mm, that is a negative. I'll agree with that. That's why, you know, that's why I never deviated from the Whopper at Burger King because I never liked the fact that they'd put odd things on the menu. So to this day, I never, because then I know like if they have a, like a, a, a McRiblet or something that I will never try it because I know that it's just a potential like flash in the pan and I don't want to get, um, I don't want to get my hopes up that it'll be on the menu I forever. To- I would I would totally agree with that statement, although it has nothing to do with my experience at Costco. I would totally agree with your statement. Mm-hmm. What what are what are the hidden jewels of Costco that we that What we are some of the hidden jewels of Costco that maybe people don't know about? The hidden jewels? Yeah. Is that what you asked? Yes, hidden jewels of Costco. <laughs> I think most people who shop Costco know why they're shopping there and <laughs> Um, I think that there isn't much that's hidden. They have a very flexible return policy. People know these things. These are not hidden jewels. All right. I think maybe. Wait, wait. One more question. One more question. Kirsten has one more question for you. I just want to know about cigar etiquette. Ask as many questions as she likes. You want to know about what, Kirsten? Cigar etiquette. Oh, cigar etiquette. My dad's given up cigars. Oh, cancer. no. Yeah. Um, but dad, cigar etiquette. He, he doesn't really have etiquette. He just smokes wherever he wants to. It doesn't bother him. No, dad, you think it's weird that you just can't smoke your cigar wherever you want to. Right, dad? Do I think what, Graham? Like? It's weird that you can't smoke your cigar wherever you want to. <sighs> Clearly, you've never been coached in is broadcasting. Weird. <laughs> the, the word weird is, is a strange word. I understand where there are people, where there are places where you should not smoke your cigar, such as in a hospital. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you would not bring a cigar to a hospital. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, no, you didn't say I wouldn't bring a cigar to a hospital. You can bring it. And if you chew tobacco, you can certainly have your cigar in the hospital, but you cannot smoke a cigar in a hospital. They have oxygen and they have other patients. You know, there's many issues. That's a good point. Okay. You know what I always liked was Grandpa Chandler who had the spittoon in his car. I thought that was cool. That was a pretty dirty habit. I <laughs> never chewed tobacco and I never chewed cigars. So, although I chomped on it. Um, that I sounds like think, chewing. I think it's a pretty dirty habit. Will you tell your dad I think he's a great dad and a great oh, grandfather? Better than spitting it on the floor. Kirsten says she thinks you're a great dad and a great father. There I would agree 120% with Chris Kirsten. Yep. Well, you should invite her over to your house and she lives so close, dad. 
How's Mr. Gladding? Oh, he wants, she wants to know how's your dad doing? His dad, her dad is doing great. He's like, same old, same old. You guys should really get together. Okay. You and her sister married and I don't even know if they've had children. There's yes. no time. For- yeah, yeah she, has a, she has a little one. We don't have time for chit chat. Okay. Well, that's the the thanks, well, Dad. That was all about take care of you. Okay. Well, just give my best to Kirsten, please. I will do that. Um, I guess. Oh, how is how do you think you were with discipline? That's a good question. Do you think you were good with discipline? No. <laughs> no. Do you think we just had free reign? Like, were we kind of like hippie kids that just got to do whatever we want? Because I don't remember ever having a curfew. You were responsible. We raised very responsible children Mm -hmm. with good values and good standards. Mm -hmm. And what they did on their own that I don't know about, I don't need to know. Right. So you kind of were more of like a free reign parent. No. If you robbed a bank, I probably would have turned you into the police. Excellent. All right. Well, that sounds fair. Well, good, Dad. Thank you for your time today. Kirsten, do you have any follow-up questions? No. I really appreciate David coming on the show. On a All very, right. I know he has a busy day today. Dad, we know you're busy. Thank you show. for your time coming on the podcast. Well, I should be walking down the streets of Paris right now, and I'm sitting in my basement and, you know, trying to deal with things. Well, so, you could still go. Yes. Plane leaves tomorrow. With Graham, you could still you go tomorrow night. Yeah, plane leaves tomorrow. What time? Um, like six o'clock. That's cool. And you're flying through where? Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, it's so it's so messed up. Yeah, I mean the planes are so messed up. So well, yeah. if I don't talk to you tomorrow, just you just have a wonderful trip and just think that, uh, um, well, just. Have the Beaujolais that I asked you to have. That's the Nouveau Beaujolais if they have that. Do, of course, you will have many a croissant and do have a chocolate croissant. And you do need to get um, a baguette. And I do encourage you, if you don't mind finding, because they have a couple of the Androuet cheese shops. Uh-huh. Just those three <laughs> so you're things supposed to eat. matter. Whether you get to the Louvre and the Museum d'Orsay and all the other stuff, you know, that's second second want. tier just baguette some cheese and the chocolate croissant okay i'm on it i will totally do yes, that actually that can be my father's day present from you so times okay so just me eating okay i can do no, no no not you eating andre baguette chocolate croissant and glass of beaujolais okay those four things and no, that's no, nouveau beaujolais that's all you want for father's day i can handle that yeah yeah, since I'm paying for everything else, I might as well pay for what I want. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you were bankrolling the whole trip. This is getting better by the minute. I'm not bankrolling the whole trip, but I can afford a baguette and a croissant and a glass of wine. There we go. Okay, perfect. Well, that sounds delightful. I will do all those things in your honor, and I will send you pictures. I wish you were coming. No, I want pictures of each. You know how those people take pictures wherever they are, and they put something to show that they've done it? I'd like a picture of oh hold on hold on one last follow-up question dr gladding is also very scared of like data information and sharing the cloud he gets very angry he uses that i want you to know this he uses a pseudonym wherever he goes so like if he goes to a restaurant he doesn't want people knowing who he is so he gives them a fake name if he goes to a car dealership he refuses to give out his name because he knows they're just going to go back and run his credit score immediately 
How do you feel about this? And we're, I guess our question is, what's up with all this data privacy that your generation seems to be so scared about? Like, why are you more scared about it than we are? Well, I admire him for being <laughs> far more comprehensive than I am in protecting my data, and I'm pretty good at it. So I admire his stance. And it's easy to explain that there is nothing sometimes as precious in this world as having your anonymity. And by giving data, mm -hmm. you begin to chip away at losing your anonymity, and then you put it in the public forum. And that's a disaster, opening a door for people to that you have no interest in to come at you. Life's too short for that. So what does he think about having a podcast where we... So what do you think about, yeah, having a podcast where we just put it out there? What do you think about having a podcast where you just put your information out there in the public forum? I'm indifferent to it. I don't use my name. Has he ever just heard a, our podcast? Just a, um, I'm a widget. Okay. Oh, no, he doesn't like our podcast, Kirsten. He thinks it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. That's what he told me once. Your podcast, I think... No, it's it's for women. I guess there's some men, but it doesn't interest me. <laughs> Total fact. I have more important things to do, like plant flowers. What else do you do? Well, yeah, actually, give us a rundown of what your day is today, Dad. Planting flowers. I have to go to Costco. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Do you, wait, actually, wait. No, like, because you say that abstractly. Like, what is today's journey to Costco? Like, what needs to be done there? Graham, you're pushing too many questions. I don't have time for all the mundane details. So more uh, just like a, a have, good wander, just some, to make sure they, they know have, you're there. I have some woodworking that has to get done. Okay. For a grandchild, per se? I have um, some chores for Max. Okay. So wait, so like, oh, some things Max has assigned you to do? Max I have is administrative our... work to do, paperwork. Okay. Significant paperwork, and I have substantive phone calls to make. Okay. Well, that sounds like a very busy day. I appreciate that. No, that's a light day. <laughs> okay. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have an appointment to do anything, so I don't have to schedule be scheduled to be anywhere. I can do it at my uh, leisure. Well, that's good. Well, thank you for taking the time for an impromptu podcast interview. We've been wanting to do this, hey, for David. Years done. Give my regards to the Gladdings. I will. Love you. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Bye, Big Dave. What a disaster. He was great. No, he clams up. He, like, clearly no, is not great. trained. He was, in the he was great. We all loved it. Okay, so now we've had... Graham, I'm going to call this one. This was a very successful podcast episode. I think we really shared a lot and, and shed some light on, on how we got the way we got. Hopefully this opens the door. We find this a little bit sillier, but you know what? We're going to put it in the time capsule of life, oh. which is nice because we have quite the time capsule we're accumulating. Let Everyone, a, let us be a little lesson to our our uh, our listeners. Actually, can I say one thing that's really important? Yeah, you gave me the best advice ever, which was okay. our dads are a little crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But we love them. But really, you get to a certain point with your parents where you realize you're not going to have them forever. And the more you embrace their 
wonderful qualities, they're meh qualities, whatever. You're just like, the older they get, the more you learn to appreciate them because, um, yeah, life is short and it's so great that we still have them here. So I loved mm -hmm. that advice. It's very helpful. I think this is their Father's Day present. Honestly, Kirsten, check the box. Let's just somehow show them how to oh, listen to this. My dad doesn't play golf, so I got it. There's literally nothing I can get him. You got to come up with something. All right. Well, everyone, welcome. Happy home. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And that's all we have from Kirsten and Graham. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Welcome Home. If you're interested in hearing more from the iconic best friend duo, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for giveaways and other exciting updates. Until next time, welcome home.